Hey friends, welcome to Naked in Truth, the podcast that's designed to open up your mind, to help you break down walls and barriers in your life that you might not even know exist yet. But don't worry, every wall that we break down together on this podcast allows you the opportunity to level up and create your impact. With that being said, I think it's time for us to get honest, vulnerable, and naked in truth. Welcome back to the Naked in Truth podcast. It is me, Sari D, your host and creator, and I am beyond jacked to be with you guys this week because we have a very special guest with us here, and our special guest today is Matthew Santiago, and he is the owner of Athletic Beings and Apparel and also the host of the Live Hard, Train Strong podcast. Do you want to say hey to everybody, Matt? Yeah, hey, what's up? Uh it's so good to be here. I'm so happy to, you know, obviously I've known Sarah for, it seems like a long time. Absolutely. Um, if you've up? been following along with our story and uh, Matt's podcast, I was actually on his podcast last year. Mm-hmm. And what's really exciting is that when my episode launched, it was the beginning of 2021. And this episode is actually going to launch 2022 for us on the Naked and Truth oh, podcast. Man. So it's super cool how this ended up lining up for us. Yeah, no, that's actually pretty sick. That's awesome. I think I've had you on, I think twice, right? I think you've been on the show twice. Yeah, you had me on at the end of 2020. And then again, again, at the beginning of 2021, which was awesome to do a little follow up there. So yeah, it was awesome because that episode was all about bodybuilding, my mindset towards Mm -hmm. it. So you guys are definitely going to have to go to the train hard, hard, live strong podcast. I'm going to tag it down here in the comment section so that you guys can go directly to the episodes that we've recorded together. And today we are going to be talking about something completely different. It is not bodybuilding related. I know that Matt has a really impactful story that I think is going to hit you guys in a way that you don't even really know. Okay. So I'm really excited to get into this here with Matt. So Matt, why I have you here today is I really want to talk about your journey when it comes to the military. I know that that was something that you went into kind of right out of high school. There's a lot that happened to you throughout that. And I think that there's a lot in that that really has shaped you to who you are today. So what I would like to know is how you got into the military, what really started that and where was your mindset at that time? Uh, That's good. So. I haven't like talked so much about this topic. So this is why I'm really excited to be here on the show and talk to, you know, Sarah, because this is something that I haven't really talked about so much of, or at least broken it down into the little pieces I'm about to, but uh, that's a good question. So whenever I uh, was in high school, I, I hated school. First of all, like I wasn't good at it. It just, I felt like, yeah, (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't learn. Right. And it just, I didn't, I was reading at like such a low level than where I was. So okay. when it came down to like academics, I wasn't there. So I knew that college was not going to be something that I would look forward to, something that I wanted to do. For sure. um, I was always someone who was attracted to something physically active or physically challenging. So in high school, my at home situation wasn't the best. My, my real dad has been out of the picture since I was a little kid. 
so I really don't hear that. yeah I really don't yeah it's all good um you know over time you know you work these things out yeah, but totally. um uh so I really don't remember too much about him <clears throat> but he's there here and there or whatever we don't talk much now but uh, then my stepdad my mom got married to and oh she wasn't married the first time but she got married to which was my stepdad and um they were married for a good couple of years I'm, I'm maybe like 18 years I think but he came into my life whenever I was like six or seven so um and he had a lot of problems himself so my mom and him never really worked well together so sure. it made a lot of different issues inside of the house absolutely so in high school um, a lot of stuff was going on. My grandma got uh, diagnosed with cancer and then she passed away my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And then my, after, as soon as that happened, my mom obviously went to like this crazy depression. And then yeah. my stepdad was just, you know, I guess trying to do his best and he just made everything worse. worse. And then um, after high school, I graduate, right? So I graduate high school. I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing or whatever. I have no idea what to do. My stepdad makes all these rules. Okay. Either you go to college or you get out of the house. So I was like, okay, well, this is like my home. I don't know what to do. So let me just try this college thing. So I try to go to college there at this community college and I'm just failing, yo, like failing just everything. And I just didn't want to be there. I had no idea. You're talking to like the administration office and like hey so what do you want to do and I'm like dude I don't know and like yeah you're trying to figure out where you want to be and I'm thinking like well I'm gonna you know I'm young I should you know figure out what it is I want to do and all this stuff and I was just confused I was lost and then I failed the first semester and I then I don't read I don't sign up again because I'm like yeah. I'm like, I can't do this college stuff it's not working but at the same time I'm going to work um, and I'm working at the same time I'm going to college as well so I have a lot of stuff going on absolutely and then and this is me at 17 so okay. I then um, at home, though, it just I never wanted to be home. It was yeah. like I hated it. I felt like I was more of like just an outsider, you know, yeah. renting space because he made me, you know, pay for things I needed inside of the house. He made me buy things that were like should that a parent should provide for yeah. their kid with, you know, yeah, and maybe yeah, he yeah. was trying to teach me, you know, responsibility and stuff like that. And I did learn a lot like that, but I never felt a father and son connection from him like I yeah. that. I would see my friends have. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to pause you there for a second, because you brought up some really important things that like, you know, in your high school years that you were struggling with reading and already feeling like an outcast at that point, Mm -hmm. because I feel like high school is really tough. They don't give you any skills of how you should actually be choosing this career for the rest of your life. You're under so Mm -hmm. much peer pressure. The last thing Mm -hmm. that you're thinking of is like, you know, the stuff that you know now is like the last thing that you're thinking of then, right? Mm -hmm. And then for you to already know that college wasn't going to be the decision for you, you're in this household that you feel like you're an outcast, you're being forced to go choose something that you don't even know what you want to do, and then you're failing it. Like, Mm -hmm. even though you already knew that that wasn't the right decision for you, now you're getting faced with this picture that's essentially telling you that you're not, that you're not good enough, that you're failing, that you can't do this when you're already dealing with so much emotionally. And now you're just getting Mm -hmm. reprimanded again, that no, you're actually a failure. You can't do this. And I firmly believe that, you know, you look at anybody who's specialized, like let's just use a hockey student. They're Mm -hmm. not focusing on all their academics. They're, they're skipping half the afternoon to go to ice practice. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is that when somebody is really good at something, they don't focus on being great at seven different subjects. They focus on what they're great at to be the greatest. And so that's where I think high school is so fucking hard because so many people (laughs) feel like they're failures because they're not understanding a subject. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, is like, 
we're not designed to be great at everything. And I mm -hmm. think that the way that school is set up is it sets us up to fail. And then when there's mm -hmm. things like this taking place at home, that mm -hmm. emotional stress is like the highest that it could ever be. So I just want to say that I hear what you're saying here and that I can't even imagine what you were feeling emotionally as you're about to make this next decision. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you continue. Yeah, thanks, girl. Same with you. Your story is incredible. And like the strength that you needed, especially like as a woman and you just trying to self-love yourself, the journey you went through is absolutely incredible, too. So and it's crazy how you can talk and say that about mine because you have been through your challenges and you've been through your struggles. And obviously, these things continue to go on, you know, but you're strong from those things, which absolutely. is helping you with these ones, you know. I love um, it. <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. But yeah, so, you know, I'm I'm trying to deal with all these different things. And then I at this point in time I met this girl which is now my amazing wife and the, the mother of my son but Ooh. she uh she I met her so I was supposed to enlist with my best friend in high school so this okay. is quick okay because I, I didn't I didn't go with it because I met her and but at that point in time she had she was with somebody else so I was like okay I'm just gonna kind of linger back you know and just be there and then <laughs> I'll be my the friend zone <laughs> yes when my opportunity's here I'm gonna freaking go for it so then Love um it. So that's who I was spending my time with whenever it came down to I graduating high school and me not wanting to be home. Yeah. I was always with her, with her family. Um, her family and her mom would always, you know, fill that void that I had with mm. losing my grandmother because my grandmother raised me. She was my mom was always working. So my grandma was always there. She was the one. She was she was she my was mom. Lady. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so losing her was rough, but I didn't go to her funeral. I didn't go to those things. Um, and it was really hard for me to be in the house when she was dying because she was in hospice. So like I had to see that all the time, you know, and it was just I was very confused in this moment in time. But then after high school, you know, I'm working and I'm failing college. So I quit college. And then one day. So my stepdad was really huge on me doing chores. Right. So I'm doing chores around the house. I'm trying to I'm like I don't want to be home. I don't like him. I don't want to be here. I'm trying to find happiness, trying to find my life and figure out yeah. myself like I don't even have my real dad here to guide me 100%. through what I want to do with my life and then one day I'm working and I worked all the time I wanted things for myself so I I earned things my own way, yeah. way the way I want to do it and that's how I've always been so one day I get a text from him saying and I remember I worked all day that day and I came and I got a text from him and he was like um hey come home get get a few things because I don't want to see you for a few days. So I was like, oh. okay, so you're basically just kicking me out of the house. Yeah, like, yeah. what did I do? Right. So all because I cleaned the garage one day and I, I didn't have enough time, which was me being a little bit lazy because I've come home late. Yeah. And so I was rushing to get ready to go to work. I heard and cleaned the garage because I knew I had to do it. And I left like some stuff there on the floor and uh, he got mad about it. And then he texted me that. So I come home and this whole last month before he told me that text, he also made a rule that if I came home after 1 p.m., after one o'clock in the morning, so late at night, yeah. that I couldn't come inside the house. So for the for that month, I was sleeping in my car outside of my house. Holy, and this is like car. full grown adult. Okay. This is like yep. more yep. than old enough to be yep. out at 1 a.m. You are not 14. Okay. Nope. So yep. let's just make now. sure that we're we're getting the <laughs> listeners clear on this one. All right. So and these are my my parents, right? And I'm thinking yeah. my mom should be there because my mom has been there since day one, right? So I'm thinking, yo, you've been there with my real dad leaving me and this and that. So why aren't you here? Why for are me you now? abandoning me at this moment? Right. right? So then he texted me that one day I come home and in my head driving home I remember like 
I just remember being so mad, but also at the time I'm like trying to figure out my game plan. Like, what, yeah. what am I going to do? Dude? I know I'm going to go home and I know I'm going to grab all my stuff and I know I'm going to leave and I'm not going to come back. I'm not going to ask for help because that's not who I am. I don't ask oh. for help, especially from them. Classic, dude, I was like, fuck yeah. that. Right. So, and I also had two sisters and it, it was, it was hard for me to go home and me pack up all my stuff. I packed up all my stuff besides my bed and my TV because I had an SUV that I bought and I paid for. I didn't have time to, like, I didn't, you know, have room for all this stuff. So I'm trying to pack all my clothes and everything like that. And at this, when I'm doing all this, he's sitting on the couch and he's, and he, he, he was a drinker. So he would drink oh. every now and then too. But he, um, he's watching TV and he's letting me do this, right? And same thing with my mom. My mom's letting me go too. She's, you know, talking to me a little bit, like, do you have to do this or whatever? I'm like, dude, well, he just told me to leave. So like, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna not gonna just leave for a few days. Like I'm, this is it. Like I'm done, dude. So I pack up all my stuff and I left. Right. So my best friend, I'm like, Hey, I have nowhere to go. Yeah. So I'm basically homeless at this time. Right. Pretty much. Um, so I'm like, I have nowhere to go, man. Can I stay with you for a little bit? And you know, cause I need, I need to figure out what I'm going to do here. And he was my best friend. He always knew how my household was. So he was like, yeah, of course, you know, and he had a, a, girlfriend at the time and he loved her and they wanted to make a life together so I hate being that burden right so I went there I didn't really unpack I just slept like I think they had I remember sleeping on like a mattress on the floor or something um and then I stayed there for a few days and then my other I had another best friend and she was taking the she had a baby so she was taking out all the stuff out of her kids room so that I can Aww. I can live there Oh my gosh. And so then I, I moved in and this was a girl, a best friend that I had that my mom hated me, that my mom hated in high school. So, uh, so then I moved in and she let me live there. Right. So yeah. then a year passes by I'm doing my thing and they're still trying to contact me and figure out what I'm doing. And at this point in time, when I left and I got basically kicked out, I had 26 bucks in my bank account. So I had Holy no, shit. I had like, I was like, Nothing. Dude, yeah, I have no idea what to do. Like yeah. most, most lives or most like the best scenario, I guess, like the family's supposed to guide their kids into success and figure out what they're going to do. And yeah. you know, hey, if you don't want to go to college, then what do you want to do? Like, talk to me and this and that. And this is how you get an apartment. This is how you buy a house. This is how you shave. This is how you do this and that, like guide me yeah. to be a successful man. You know, that's going to be a husband and a, and, a, and a father. And that's what I wanted, but I never got. I'm so going to stop you for another second, because I got to ask you something here is like, you know, when we look at situations like that, for most people, most people are partying with their friends. They want to get lost in substance. Like, yeah. you know, like even at that point, you're like, yo, I'm homeless at this moment. And it's like, people would just go on the streets and continue to just lose their lives to addiction because they like, it takes one badass, strong motherfucking man to be able to look at their life in that situation and choose, Hey, I want to keep going up from here. I want to break these family chains. This isn't who I am. This is not how I want my family dynamic to be when mm -hmm. I'm older. What do you think was that pivotal moment of you being able to make that decision and not just fall into a destructive lifestyle? Do you think it was your grandma and how she raised you? Do you think it was that the standards that you wanted to hold for her? Was it something that was implicated in your relationship with your dad? Like what taught you this man? Cause it wasn't the household that you were coming out of. And right, that's what, right. and you know what, you might not even know that at the answer to this question. And you know what, when you do find out that answer, you let me freaking know, because I want you to know that most people would have lost themselves at that exact moment, especially going and living with friends. That's even yeah. more of a reason to go party or whatever. So mm -hmm. you should be very proud of yourself that you even had the mindset to even think 
there is a brighter future, even though my bank account tells me I'm, I'm nobody right now. I'm nobody. I, I think I do have an answer for you. It's so, and when I tell my story to people or like friends or clients and stuff like that, it's, you know how like you're, you're a mirror image of your parents, right? You're a mirror image mm-hmm. of, okay. So my real dad, okay. My real, if you take, if you want to myth bust that myth and, and so you can teach yourself that you are not the mirror image of them, you get mm-hmm. to define yourself. My real dad left me, right? Yeah. My, my real dad went to prison. Okay. okay. He's also into drugs. He has brothers into drugs, right? My okay. mom gets pregnant with me at 19. Okay. okay. So that I never got into. Yeah. I was never a bad kid. Like Good I always you. did the right thing. I, I didn't have a kid at 19. I didn't do none of that stuff. So already myth busting all those things. Boom. Okay? Breaking those but, chains. Yeah, dude. And that was, that was it. Why? What my, my pivotal moment was I, I, I fell in love with, with who my wife now. And, oh, and I knew at the time I was like, you know what? Like, there's no way that I'm going to treat her like my mom or even my grandma was ever treated. And there's no, no way that if she's the, the mother of my kids, there's no way I'm ever going to treat them the way I was treated. And I want to be an amazing idol for her and my future kids. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to put in all the work I possibly can to be that version of myself that I know I can be. And then she was wanting to go to college. She had this, she wanted to do things. And I was like, well, I'm not going to stay here and be a loser. There's no way I want to be that, that dad. I want to be that person. So I go to the army recruiter, uh, the army recruiting office and I enlist. And then three months later I shipped out. And then my, my entire life changed in those four years completely okay well if every chick on this podcast listening is not tearing up right now i don't know if you guys have a heart and i'm sorry that he is taken but like wow (laughs) talk about a pivotal moment all right so i just like i can't even believe that and you know what like what a beautiful story and what's so so cool is just knowing that you get to raise your family the way that you really want your family to be. And I think that, you know, breaking family chains is going to be a huge topic on this podcast. And it's, you know, it's the stuff from our childhood that we carry on and choose not to deal with or choose not to look at, or just accept the fact that we're a mirror image of our parents that Mm -hmm. gets us to be shitty human beings as we're older and gets us to be in spots where we're like, why are we always fighting all the time? Why can't we ever, you know, like, And if we would just take time to reflect on this stuff, I know it's work that nobody likes to do, but like, Mm -hmm. look at how awesome your life is now, simply because you chose to reflect on what kind of life you want moving forward. And I think that we're so used to just the day-to-day motions that we don't actually put a lot of thought into who we want to be, where we want to go. And we're Mm -hmm. just kind of stuck, right? And we don't allow that growth that's really there. So amazing, amazing story. So you're (laughs) in the military now though. That's obviously got to have some strain on your relationship with you being called Mm -hmm. out because where did you go to? Let's give us the deets. So I go to basic training and then, um, you know, I'm doing my thing, go through basic training. And at that point in time, all right, my mentality was at the absolute most worst position in my entire life because I was inside the military and um, and I wanted to be great. Dude. I wanted to be great. And I hated myself. I hated my life. I hated yeah. where I was. I hated that my family did this to me. I hated that I wasn't talking to my sisters. I hated that my grandma was dead. I hated all these things in my life. And so in basic, 
I went through, I, I tried to do the most and be the best in anything that I possibly got put against. And that it was also, if I was in a room with other people who were higher ranked than me, I always respected every single person, but if you want to challenge that. me, I will always come up on top. There's no way that you're going to push me down. So that was my mentality, right? So I go through Love basic, it. go through AIT, um, which is so basic is like our basic stuff where they teach military and bearing and discipline. And then AIT is the school that you go to for your specific job. So I was artillery, specifically direction. So I would, you know, we'd send information to the cannons and they would move their their cannons and they would shoot. And so they are able to do that because my unit or what I'm doing is sending them the actual information they need to go ahead and do that. So, which is also called 13 Delta. That's what I was in. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So AIT is a, is a school you go to. And then when I enlisted, you can choose different specializations. So like there's airborne, right? There's air assault, there's a uh, ranger school, there's different things you could do. So I chose okay. airborne. Cause they were like, yo, you can get paid an extra 150 a month and you're going to be airborne. Like that's something that you can, that's a title. You can jump out of planes for fun. And I was yeah. like, oh hell yeah. Sign me up, yo. <laughs> so then AIT passes, go to airborne school, you know, just killing it, man. And this, this whole time I'm away from Anna too. Right. So like, yeah. you know, we're trying to deal with stuff. I don't have communication. Like it's difficult this time at airborne school. I had communication, but we're also very um, they're very strict still. And I was still like nothing. I was like a private, like the lowest thing you could possibly be. So that's what I was. And at this moment, this moment in time, whenever we're going to school and jumping out of planes and this and that, I'm almost done. Uh, me and Anna, we break up, right? Oh. <laughs> so then in my head, dude, I'm like, this like sucks. I'm yeah, you're here. like fucking everything couldn't be yeah. more wrong at this moment. So I'm like here for her but I never wanted to put that on her because this is my decision it's my life I'm just trying to look in the future you know like yeah I never knew that we're gonna do this or whatever you know so then I'm like dude this sucks so in my head I'm like all right you know what like fuck it then whatever like I'm gonna go through airborne school I'm just gonna do what I can and just be me like I just want to I want to still figure like find myself find yourself yeah good for you so then after airborne school I graduate come home and um, I had a little bit of stuff still at, you know, my friends where I was living and then me and her were on a phone plan together. So I was like, hey, I'm going to take you off. And at this time I was mad, you know, yeah, because I'm, like, I'm, I'm at the very end. We made it this far. And then That's now the you want to cut right? the ties. Yeah. So then I was like, <laughs> you know, but we laugh about it now. Of but um, now, you know, at that moment in time, you know, she saw me, you know, and I saw her. And then towards the I was on leave. So two weeks of leave. So at the end of that time of my leave. Um, we were like, you know what, maybe we should try this. And, you know, so I was like, well, I'm going to be gone for like months because I was in Alaska. So I'm only going to see you maybe twice a year. So we go, right. We we make this, um, not packed together, but we make this decision together. Yeah, totally. And those years were really hard for us, you know, because all those four years were difficult because we're so far away from each other. Um, and, and that was really hard for me to deal with, but at the same time dealing with that, and then also dealing with me trying to figure out like what, like who I am. Right. So like, yes. and this army is huge. I'm like, dude, how, how can I even be anybody in, yeah. in this army? So that's a lot of personalities. Right, dude. Right. So you meet so many amazing people. Right. So whenever I was, we get stationed there, I come with some, with some other people, some other privates or whatever. Okay. And one day, right. We're getting, we're getting ready to go form up to, cause every day we salute the flag every morning and I'm looking in the mirror, right. My head shaved still. And 
I'm like, and I lost like 30 pounds, 40 pounds. Cause they, you know, you work so much and they don't feed you as much. So <laughs> I, I, I don't that. recognize. Yeah. I don't recognize who I am. I'm like, yo, I don't know who this person is. And then I'm telling myself like, this is part of why this is part of the, the person. And the reason why my dad told me to, or like my dad told me to leave. Yeah. Maybe this is the guy that is the reason why my real dad left. Maybe I'm the problem. Like maybe there's something wrong with me. Like, I don't like what I see. So maybe that is the issue. Okay. So then since that day, I was like, you know what? You need to, you need to use every piece of it, anything that hurts you and use that as like fire, like use that as everything you possibly can to be the best here, to be just the absolute best for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I did. And, and fitness has always been a part of my life since I was a kid. I played sports of all sorts. And then fitness, weightlifting, barbell stuff, dumbbell stuff entered my life when I was 13. And then now it was different. Now it was, I needed to train because I'm trying to build myself up to somebody that I have no idea who that person's going to be. I just know that he's going to be great. So every day I trained for emotion. I trained for mental health. I trained for feelings. I trained for to feel something that my flesh could feel from challenging myself and, yeah. and I did that all the time that helped me excel in in the ranks helped me excel in PT scores people were noticing me I went to soldier uh, soldier of the month boards I would win hey. go to battalion of the month boards win I got you know sergeant before I even uh finished my contract so I was wow. moving up fast and I was helping other privates people other my soldiers up. as well like mm-hmm. you know I was helping them out because and- that energy is contagious when you have it flowing and that's and that's the biggest thing is that like whether whether you you feel like you're projecting negative emotions that you're feeling about yourself onto other people or not, they can fucking feel that. They can sense that just like the same way when you're feeling yourself and you're on top, people vibe yeah. off of that too. And then they just keep leveling themselves up off of your energy. So like that shit really is contagious. And I, I have to say, like, I'm very impressed with you to like, this is going to kick it back before you even like went off to do your training. But like you had said, like, you know, I, I'm mad at my family for doing this to me, but you still chose to go and do something for yourself. And I think that that's what I want to explain to the listeners right now is that life isn't fucking black and white. It's not just like, you're not going to feel any pain and you can move on from the situation or vice versa. It's like, it is going to sting but you have the choice to keep moving on from that. No, it doesn't feel good when your family or your friends aren't there for you or somebody's treating you like shit, but it's up to you to not allow that to consume you so much that it takes over the choices that you're making for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. There's only so much that we're in control of in our lives and we do it in very weird ways sometimes, you know, like when Mm -hmm. you look at calorie obsession, when you look at, you know, binging and restricting, all right. of that types of all of that type of thing is trying to be in control of stuff that we are in control of but we're just not approaching it the right way and i think that like it like as as soon as we stop looking at it as black and white and that you can have a little bit of pain and still have triumph to move on mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i mean the the easier it is for us to, for us to understand that like we have to go through this stuff in order to grow us. It does not mean that just because we had something shitty happen to us in our lives, that that means that that stops our future, that that means that we don't get to become the person that we want to be. And you really made that decision. And now look at where you went in that time period of like getting all the way up to Sergeant before you left, right? Mm -hmm. Helping other people level up. Like I'm sure that there's so many people 
that you've worked with over the years that are like, man, I'm never going to forget Matthew because he impacted me in this way, the way that his drive was always there or whatever else. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really cool that you were able to build a legacy, not only for yourself, but for other people in a time where you could have fucking just lost yourself completely and been yeah. nothing for nobody. Okay. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. the other thing that I want to bring up too, is like you had said that you worked out for emotion to feel things, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I've been seeing a lot of shit on Instagram of coaches being like, if you need to go to the gym to deal with your mental health, like there's a problem. Okay. Where I'm going to argue <laughs> this is the fact that if you're not putting those emotions into something, you're still stuck in your head 24 hours a day. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, is like, at least you're trying to do something by, by pushing iron, because I can tell you that those people are not going to go hire a psychiatrist because they don't feel like fucking talking to somebody. Okay. Right, Everybody right. chooses to deal with things in a different way. And as long as you're choosing to progress, like, man, there's a reason why I don't work out with people. It's solely for the fact that that is my anger release. So mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm, I'm short, right? Like when you're talking to me, I'm short, I'm mean, <laughs> my emotions are through the roof. Like yeah. you just don't want to work out with me while I'm working out by myself, because that's mm -hmm. just my time to let my release. Right. And there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. And so I'm just really proud of you for choosing to find you in a situation where a lot of people would look at someone else and try to be like them. And you mm. still chose to be you because like you said, there's a lot of admirable people in the army, right? There's like yeah. insane people that you meet, but yeah. in a time that you were trying to find yourself, you still chose to go find you instead of being like, well, I really like this guy. I want to be like him when I'm older. It looks like he yeah. has a great family or whatever. And I think mm. that that's so important is that you can have people influence you that have great qualities, but you don't need to be them. You still need exactly. to be you, right? Exactly. So I'm really proud of you for that. So what you're, you're finishing up in the army. You're, you're back with Amy now, right? And Anna, Anna, Anna. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like overall? Once you're getting back, how's your headspace? Do you feel like you've found yourself? What does that look like? When I got out of the army? Yes. Oh my gosh. So this is how, this is how beautiful life is y'all. Seriously. Like this is how amazing training is because, you know, just like that's how you were saying, you know, whenever you go, most people, when they talk about, I, I hate when people, I talk to someone and I tell my story and they feel bad for me or they like, Oh no, I must say, you know, I get like, Hey, you're trying to feel for me. I get it. But don't feel like, like this makes me different or anything yes. like that. The gym doesn't do that shit to you. That, that 225 deadlift is always going to be 225. No matter if you're tired, no yeah. matter if you're bankrupt, no matter if you're broke, you're homeless, that 225 is always going to be the same. And it's always going to be there to make you better. Yeah. To challenge you. That's what, that's what I love about it so much. Cause there's no pity. There's no, Oh, if you I can't get it today, oh, let me make it a little bit easier for you. You know, like none of that stuff exists. That's Ooh. why training for mental health is absolutely incredible because you are going to, you're going to find something, dude, Find you're going to find something seriously. Um, but so I get out of the army and, uh, I come to, to Houston because that's where Anna was. And uh, whenever, you know, I came here, obviously I don't know anybody. I don't, I don't have anything. And I, I had no idea, again, what I wanted to do. I knew inside the Army, they, my soldiers were the ones that told me, hey, you should coach because that's what I was doing to them. So they, hey, you're really good at it. You should do it. Nice. So I'm like, okay, cool. But I have no idea what to do. Yeah. You know, like, what school or what I do. Or I don't, like, I don't understand this stuff, you know. 100%. So, so I get out and I, I get hit with something else, dude. I get hit with this whole nother thing of entrepreneurship and business and 
money and finances and living for yourself. The army paid for everything, right? I lived in a barracks. I, they paid me food. I was, I was good. I didn't worry about nothing. Absolutely. I get out, got to worry about rent, got to worry about this, got to worry about that. And all these whole new things. level of adulting. Hey, whole new level. And again, I don't have like this. I don't have a father to be like, dad, dude, how did you do it? You provided for my sisters and, and my mom and like this and that. But like, how did you, how did you make this work? I don't understand. Like t- teach me about budgeting, teach me about providing for them first and yourself. So I learned all this stuff on my own. Right. And I tried so hard that all the money that I saved inside the military was wasted within my first year and a half of being here in Houston. So wow. now here I am Back again, to square one, dude, $116 is what I got to. And I had car payments, rent, all this stuff. Finally had to ask Anna to help me. And, and I was so embarrassed. Oh, I can't even so imagine. You're such an independent person. You hate asking for help. I can just imagine where you're at in that moment. So then I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't, I, should I quit training? Should I just become a cop? Should I? So then I go and I try to be a firefighter, pass the test, pass the PT test and all the other stuff they had. And then they tell me that I can't do other things besides go to the academy. So I'm like, okay, this is not going to be for me. But then this is just me taking it as life as saying, yo, Matt, you need to be doing this. This is what you need to be doing. You just need to figure out what it is you need to do here. But yes. I'm not, I'm not going to let you become a firefighter or a cop or just some worker on the railroad tracks or whatever, or this and that. I need you to be here, but you yes. need to figure it out, dude. You need to figure it out. So I try, I try being a trainer at a gym and then another gym. And then they, they basically fire me for ridiculous reasons. Boom. And, and that's just me. Like maybe I'm too much here. So then I'm like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. Then I started, I started doing boot camps on my own, right? So I get more people and this and that. Then I started getting contracted through apartment complexes to use their fitness center to train their residents and other people and also host nice. classes there. Wow. And then, um, then all these things happen. I started building up a clientele base and then COVID hits, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. All the gyms are closed now. What do I do? I don't know yep. what to do at this point. So, and I, in this whole entire time frame as well, because I've been in the army since 2017. So we're in 2021, about 2022. So that's five years, I think, right? Yep. Um, so I've been out for, yeah, almost five years. And this whole time frame, I have my training company. I open the podcast. I'm doing all these incredible things, all these things that I want to do because I'm passionate for and I love them. makes me happy, provides for the family. There we go. Um, and then COVID hits, you know, all that stuff gets kind of taken away. Then I started doing a little bit of online stuff. And then I get a garage unit to get my own equipment. So then I get my own equipment, I get all my stuff, have this garage unit. And from that point on, it's been just a climbing ladder. And I feel like everything guided me to that. And not only that, but this small private area was a nice place for, I train a lot of women. I love training women because y'all are just incredible. I know we're great, aren't we? (laughs) Seriously, uh, I can't even like, it's, there's some males I train. I'm like, dude, you're awesome. I get, yes, please. But majority of females I train are like every single one of y'all is like, it's Good just energy. crazy. Yeah. So moms are bringing their kids. Moms are bringing their husbands and kids. And then moms are bringing like other people, sisters, brothers, and this and that. And I'm having families trained. Then I'm having boot camps. And I'm having all these women come and, and they feel comfortable. They feel happy. Yes. That's uplifting and positive. And there's no crazy mirrors and people looking at you. And, you know, people think that, you know, you're thinking that other people are judging you. And none of that stuff was going on. So I not only created a place that was obviously for me training too, because I wanted to make a place for me to train as well. Yeah. 
but also a outlet and a very happy, positive place for other people, especially women to come and, and be comfortable, but not just comfortable, but confident, be, be confident, be vulnerable to be better and yes. show me that vulnerability and be okay with a male training them and making them better. And, and it, just became, it just became great. So basically five years and still learning new things, still trying to do new things and grow new things and new projects and stuff like that. So it's a never ending, it's a never ending just grind. And I think that this is really important information for the listeners, because what you brought up is that you knew that this was your passion, but it didn't mean that a door was just wide open for you. And it was smooth sailing <laughs> right in. And it was like, Matthew, let me set you up with the rest of your life. Come so on in guys. Fuck for you. Okay. Like, no shit doesn't happen that way. And I think that that's like, that's why people quit is that as soon as they have like this barrier come up at them, or, you know, they get lost in their head thinking like, maybe it is me because that's the shittiest part is that as soon as something doesn't work out for you, you immediately assess it being you. And you right. either think with the right mindset and you're like, mm-hmm. Hey, no, maybe there are areas that I can improve, but it's not like totally my fault. Right. Or you get stuck in the negative and you're like, I'm a piece of shit. I'm never going to go anywhere. I'm worthless. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to want to hire me. And you mm-hmm. stay stuck there. But the mm-hmm. truth is, is that you need to have resistance. And sometimes the most resistance that you're going to get means means that you're going to get to the best spot you've been yet, but you just got to keep pushing through. And even, like I said, it doesn't look black and white. It doesn't look Mm -hmm. easy as fuck, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's not meant for you. And look at what you've done in that time. Right. So Right. right in the military, you're helping people there. You're literally having people say like, yo, you would be the best coach. You mm-hmm. get out. You're like, Hey, I feel like I've kind of find found out who I am. You go to go start training people. And you're like, Hey, like maybe setting this up isn't as easy as I, as I want it to be <laughs> like, maybe I'll go work as a firefighter uh, instead. And you're like, Hey, this door isn't opening, but I really realized that this is where door. Supposed, that's exactly it. I'm supposed to be coaching. Yeah. And I'm so mm-hmm. proud of you for going through that. And honestly, I think that COVID was a really good reminder to every business that you need to stay on the ball with your creativity, with your customer service. This Mm -hmm. is like just a huge side note. Everybody step up their fucking customer service. That's all I can say. It is dwindling. (laughs) There's a reason why robots are going to take over our job. And it's because we can't even say you're welcome when guests are walking out of the building. Okay. So side tangent there, but I just think that you have really created impact not only for people who have come into your life and you've touched just through relationships but your clients and most most importantly is your family and I add this is where I kind of want to close things up here is I, I want to talk about your family so you had a COVID baby am I right kind of in that time uh, period I think so Co- yeah I, I would <laughs> I think well we found out and that we we're pregnant and then then this whole COVID thing hit. So it wasn't like COVID and then we had a baby. Like it was okay. us first and then COVID. Baby was cooking during COVID, not not yes. created during COVID. Exactly. Okay, I got exactly. you. So you knew that you wanted to be a dad right from the beginning. You knew you mm-hmm. didn't want to be a 19-year-old dad and you knew mm-hmm. that you didn't want to take the essentially traits that you've yep. seen in your family to bring into yours now, okay? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what my question is, is, is how was it for you stepping into this fatherhood? Because 
you've taken a lot more thought to what you're, what you want your family to be like than what most people do. Right. Like it's really fucking weird to me that more people will jump into having a baby than getting married first. And they think that that's the easier step. And like, I'm not saying that one's better than another, but it seems like the first step that most people take in a relationship is a fucking child. And I'm just like, I don't understand how that was the easy solution here to grow yourselves. Right. So even when you're super prepared or you're not prepared, right what is this like bringing a baby into the world during COVID during a time that you're trying to reinvent your business again and Mm. keep establishing who you are? Oh man. You know, that's so funny. I have not, because he's only a year now. So I have not had any opportunity to ever be even asked that question. So Mm. I'm about to, I'm about to spill it to y'all right now. Um, And I'm pretty sure a lot of other parents are going to be like, yeah, dude, that's exactly nothing ever prepares you to have a child. There is no there is nothing you can be prepared. You can have everything perfect. You can take freaking parent classes and this and that. And this kid's going to come out and create their own personality, have their own personality, be themselves. They're going to have other roadblocks that are going to challenge you you and your wife or husband are gonna be challenged there's no doubt you're going to be sleep deprived all these all these things finances all the things that you used to work for for yourself for your business now you have to take a piece of that and give it to them and they're not even asking you need to there's no other option so you are no longer living a life for yourself that is the most incredible part you're you're living it for yourself a little piece but majority of it is going to them And I think it hit me just a little bit harder just because I didn't have a strong father figure in my life. You know, I did create amazing relationships with brothers I served with, and some of them became those type of idols that I was like, you know, that's, that's, I don't, I want to take some of these traits from them, you know, and some amazing people that I've met throughout, you know, my, just my career and podcasting and this and that, I've taken some traits from them because I like what they're doing with their family or what they do in certain situations with their kids. But whenever he first came, I had no idea what to do. I was like, you know, I have this new child and I don't even know how to be a dad. Cause like, I never had a dad. So how, how are you supposed to you started try to questioning yourself that way? Right. How am I supposed to be someone? And, and with, with something that I don't know, I don't know how to do. I, like, I don't know how to do it. So I just tell myself, okay, he, my, my road dad wasn't there. So just be there. Okay, perfect. So my stepdad was there, but he lacked in all these different parts. So, okay, I'm going to do all those things he lacked in. I'm going to do that. So all the things, support, um, yeah. accountability, love, compassion, affection. I wanted to be all that, you know, I wanted to yeah. be there. I wanted to be in the moment and absorb all this stuff. Um, and in that moment in time, whenever we had him and then three days later, we're out of the hospital you know, I'm also traveling to San Diego to do different things for my career, to make money, to come here and provide for my family. So I'm traveling, you know, I'm away from my kid. I'm away from her. So at that point, at that point in time too, it's hard, you know, cause I'm like, I want to be here with them, but I'm also trying to build something for us. So yeah. I'm having to deal with this, you know, piece of, you know, am I doing the right thing? You're always questioning yourself as a parent, man. I'm always questioning myself in business. You know, am I going to make the right decision for me, for her and for him and for our future? Like, so I think having a kid is always going to make you work just that much harder because I don't even care if I don't sleep a lot or what's happening in my life. I'm still going to try to get these things done because I need to, because the future us needs to be okay. I'm not saying we're not okay right now. I'm just saying we need yeah. to be, we need to keep climbing a ladder. And I want him to look at me and, and I want him to be like, dude, that's my dad. 
That's the thing, right? And you don't want to be grinding out for the rest of your life either, right? It doesn't mean right. that you're not okay right now, but you want to get to a point where you're not working and hopefully at an age where your son's like, damn, my dad retired at this age. You know what yeah, I mean? He's good. So yeah, like, no, that's super, super awesome. I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story. And to just really close this up here for the listeners, what I want to ask you is what is one piece of advice that you would like to give to everybody listening here? off of what you've been through in your life? Like, what do you think is the most integral piece of advice that you would give somebody that just listened to your story? Like, I know that you mentioned, don't ever like feel pity for me because I needed to go through this, which I think is really important. So where would you kind of lead with that? I think the best piece of advice I could give to my story, my experiences and just what I've done so far is, dude, life's going to go on no matter what. No matter what life's just going to keep yes. going on, no matter if you're broke, no matter if you're overweight, you're obese, no matter if you started your journey and then something happened and then you quit and then you just keep setting goals and you keep failing, dude, life's going to keep going on. So what's the only option that you have? The only option you have is just to keep on going, keep on setting new things, pay attention to where you fail, you know, learn from failures. And whenever you succeed, how did you succeed? Repeat that cycle. How can you make it better? Um, we are, there's no perfect person in this world. And no matter how much money or how much success that you might have and success can be multiple things. If you have dominated your health and you understand how to lose fat, build muscle, and you just perfected it, there are still avenues of growth that you need. You need to create this strong balance, but life's always going to keep going on. So you need to also keep going on as well. So don't get hit in the face and lay on the floor. You need to get back up and keep going. Beautiful. I absolutely love that, Matthew. I know that so many people listening will really resonate with your story. And if they would like to get in contact with you, or they would like to, obviously we're going to link the podcast here, but anything else that you have going on that they can get in contact with you, let us know where we can do that. So basically everything that any, the best place you can get in contact me or you can contact me with is if you just tune into the podcast, train hard, live strong on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever, you know, all my stuff is there. All my information is there. And whenever I launch new things, things that are in the works right now, I'm going to put it on there. You know, I'll announce it on there. Um, so if you want to get in touch with me at all, I highly recommend you just go tune in. My email is there. You can talk to me directly. Or you can just follow me on Instagram, Matthew underscore fitness underscore trainer. Um, And I answer questions as soon as I get them, because obviously you need something. I need to be there for you guys. So that's also very important to me. But uh, those are the best places to get in contact with me with. That's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So guys, once you're finished this podcast, you obviously need to go to the comments and go listen to train hard, live strong. And if you guys have any questions, let us know. Otherwise we can't thank you enough for tuning in. This is going to conclude today's episode, but we will catch you again next fucking Monday. And that's another honest episode dropped. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Naked in Truth, where we come together every Monday morning to set the week off with intention. Don't forget to head over to our Instagram page at Naked in Truth Podcast to stay up to date on future episodes, guest speakers, and other kick-ass info that can help you continue to create your impact. And you know that reviews are so valuable when it comes to building a community of like-minded people. So if you enjoyed this podcast, 
please, please, please drop some love on Apple Podcast Reviews and share this episode with someone who you think needs it. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to today's episode. I'll catch you next Monday. And don't forget, love always wins.